Okay. The year is 2008. It's the 17th of September, and you're wasting away on the North Coast. With? Amigo Schmo. I'm Greg. Texas Mike live and in person. Yay! Yay! Scott. And Mickey. Yay! Yay! Surviving the hurricane. The gang. The gang is back in one oh, room. Yeah. yeah, we haven't done That's this in, in a while. It's yeah, in a while. while. Wow. Yeah, it's like old times. We're excited. Yes, yeah. all together. We just need two microphones. I'm wearing a t-shirt. My nipples are hard. <laughs> and our sponsor. Too much information. Oh, in the air. We got our land shirts. <laughs> just just terrible. A wood block. It sounds like they're all gonna. Cry. You know, we really shouldn't do that. Like over yeah, the laptop. I was you know. doing that same thing. <laughs> okay. So, any news on the home front? Yeah, a couple stories. Um, Last week we told you about Jimmy's appearance in Washington, D.C. at a tribute to Herman Woke. Uh, Jimmy not only spoke about his collaboration with Woke on Don't Stop the Carnival, he also brought a guitar along and sang selections from the musical. Songs included Green Flash at Sunset, Champagne Sea, Agua No, Time to Go Home, Up on the Hill, which Jimmy said was his favorite song from the musical, and Public Relations, which might be Woke's favorite song since he was seen mouthing the words as Jimmy sang. Two days after that, on Friday, September 12th, Jimmy made a surprise appearance with Mac McAnally and Russ Kunkel at the Surfers Healing event in Montauk. Surfers Healing is a nonprofit organization that runs a camp that lets autistic kids learn how to surf. Jimmy performed for over two hours with no set list, taking suggestions from the crowd. Songs included Wino and I Know, Sitting in Limbo, The Weather is Here, Growing Older But Not Up, Heart of Gold, and Reggabilly Hill, and it sounded like a kick-ass concert. All, I, yeah. all I'm saying is that I'm glad you finished that sentence. I had, I'd seen the headlines. Jimmy Buffett, you know, Surfers for Healing or something like that. And all I could picture was all these, like, you know, surfer dudes with broken ankles or broken surfboards. Oh, like healing the surfers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The surfing yeah he's right. touching their foreheads. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was trying to figure out what the hell that was all about. My leg. Buffett per performs for surfers yeah. healing. <laughs> surfers healing. So, yeah, I'm picturing. Guys that hit the rocks. Thing. I'm glad it was a, a good charity. Good cause. We've already mentioned how Nadira's album, a tribute to songwriters like Jimmy and Mac, is coming out on October 14, and now Mailboat Records has the CD up for pre-order. The CD has 14 <coughs> tracks and will cost $13. So now just go to Mailboat Records and place your, uh, place your order for it. And Mailboat Records is pretty good about shipping stuff so that it arrives on the release date. Sometimes they even ship it, you know, depending on your region, you might even get it before the release date, which is uh, which is a bonus. You can listen to it before everybody else is supposed to. <laughs> well, we've been. Uh, you guys have been doing your homework. I have. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah the album reviews are back. <laughs> You're gonna give it for real this time. We never did review Blaze Mango. But your review did show up. Last yeah, week. yeah, it was in there last week. So you could bow out if you really wanted to. We're going to review that. Uh, chime in. Chime in as we go. This well, week, it, it's been a long time since we did album. Yeah, album. my track you know, list. This, this was a good one to dust off. I haven't listened to this in a long time, and it was fun. I've been, I've been listening to it a lot today. Yeah, I've been listening to it for two weeks now, preparing. I actually, because of last week, I started putting it in the rotation. Now. <laughs> so I got it in my car now. I've been listening in the car. And yeah, it's a spe it has a special place in my heart, as we discussed last week. And there was one copy, and you beat. Is this the, well, hey, I bought it. I like it, and we. I can get this straight now that I'm more rested and more sober a little bit than last week. But yeah, I 
bought it, went to work, told Mike, he made a big deal of going and getting it, <laughs> taking it home, listening to it, and tell me about it while I was still working my shift at Perry Drug Stores. <laughs> and made a big deal how, because it was a big joke, I would say, hey, I bought it first. And he goes, I listened to it first. <laughs> and then the next couple albums came out, and Mike was like, I bought it and listened to it first. And then that's when, finally, um, Off to See the Lizard. And then I started taking that Mick. over the last couple of albums. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My Midnight Run to Myers at, uh, what, what album was that? I don't even remember. Yeah, License to Chill. License to Chill. We used to, yeah, we had, like, uh, listening parties after that. It yeah. was, like, a big deal. It wasn't like you just bought the album and took it home. It was, like, a big yep. deal. And really, I think the listening parties might have started there with Hud and Mick for Off to See the Lizard. Yeah, it was kind of competitive. Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, and Mike was just beating us because I didn't even know for sure if it was out. We didn't have that advanced news. And so Hud just said, that's it, damn it. Coconut Telegraph would always have dates. I remember getting those Coconut Telegraph. Were we getting those back then? -hmm. Even if you look at the discography now, everything is the first of a month, and it's bullshit. You know, that they wasn't released on the first of a month. They don't even know. Okay, the point was... That last mango was quickly, I think just six months or so after Riddles in the Sand. And then that's why we didn't expect it, because yeah, usually it was a year or more, because it had been we've more had than a year. discussion in a previous podcast. Yes, because well, we've, we've talked every about conversation. Every it's, it was only like eight months. And then... Uh, yeah, you were talking about the time I had front 85. row tickets. <laughs> front that's row. definitely in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course, Songs You Know by Heart came out six months later. So in really one year's time, a little bit more than one year's time, we had the So it came after Songs You Know by Heart. The, uh, plus Florida the videos. Right. Yeah. Then Florida's and Hot Water, and Mike was on Live top by of the that. Bay. This is the era, <laughs> for some reason, this is the era that I can continually confuse Hot Water and Florida's. <laughs> Everything else, all the other albums I can keep straight. Well, that's when the transition between albums and CDs and everything, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly, because I I never, I do not have any Buffett on LP. I have it all on cassettes off Mike's LPs Mm -hmm. or CDs that I bought. Did you bring your LP? No, I've got it three times now. So that's why I'm so completely (laughs) I went back home today and still forget. I forgot to bring my CD. But we have the notes here. Because I have the original pressing of the CD, which is not the same as your CD. We so got, we need uh, some content because all this is going to be cut out. Who's the yeah, performer? Yeah. The performers on this. The well, take a guess. Who's oh my God! Electric guitar on this thing. Josh Leo. Yeah. No. No. Oh, he is in there too. Yeah. He is in there too. This and is my Reggie Reggie Young. Young. Yeah, Reggie Young. Very good. I'm sorry. Stepped on it. Buffett. And, there, you know, you got ugly. Of course, Fingers Taylor's on this thing. Uh, oh, Larry Lee's on this thing doing background. Fingers is all over this. The Lions. Timothy B. Schmidt's doing background. Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Even, and of course, uh, who's doing the whip cracks on this album? Harrison Best Ford. song on the album. Spoiler warning. Best song on the album. What the fuck everybody, everybody. He didn't look at his. Uh, uh, his uh, I didn't look at anything this week. Windows, but yeah, I got it. We, I got this on vinyl for sure, and this is really before the CD. But it came on the CD right away. CD was CD, close so after. This well, is what I had. One of those. One of the first ones. I had to buy it on both. Yeah, because it was available was the last, so I had to buy both. Yeah, because I just had to. Wasn't this yeah. one of those dual CDs too? Didn't no, it? no, was no, it no, no, no. This was a true CD. It only had ten songs on it, though. Remember, eventually, was, a few albums later, Hot Water was the first one that was really CD, but they also pressed some vinyl that Greg bought, right? Yep. And Floor Days was definitely both. But Hot Water, there wasn't too much vinyl. And the vinyl had no liner notes, while the CD had all the liner yeah, notes. Yeah, with Hot Water. Hot water. Yeah, hot, wasn't it w- white? 
It was just a, like a white sleeve. I think I had the album. No, it was a clear water. plastic sleeve. Yeah, it was a yeah. clear plastic sleeve. I, I remember that. But uh, for Last Mango, at least they duplicated the, the inner sleeve, unlike most of the MCA albums. Except there's extra photos on the vinyl. There, you mean the back cover? and the, you know, the, the yeah, it was, that was reproduced on the box. Oh, but not on the... Because I, I cut out the back picture and sized it so that it would fit in the jewel box because the back cover is just so memorable that I wanted a copy of it. Yes. So uh, so mine, my CD actually does have a back cover because I scissored it out of the carrier box. I was thinking of this too. We we bitched last week about MCA. You know, they have sucked. The well, Greg's, Greg's CD sucked. doesn't have anything. It has it has the track listing, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It has a front cover, a track listing, and that's it. But the original CD of Last Mango has all the liner notes in it. That's right. When they used to sell CDs, they used to sell them in those tall, tall boxes. Yeah, boxes. What a waste. <laughs> what a waste. Well, same with Hot Water. The Hot Water CD doesn't have the same back cover as the original LP. But, but I, why would they but they, they we go because to the store and be they were too small. Remember, he used to buy a cassette. No, in a it's big because rack. they were set up for. A it's vinyl. because the RIAA, in their infinite wisdom, thought that we were going to shoplift CDs, mm-hmm. so they needed to make the packaging really huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah and cassettes. An LP. Cassettes were sold in giant holders. Yeah, and you know, MCA uh, uh, several years after that said that they were going to go back and reissue all the liner notes, like full liner notes, to all these albums. They never did. Lying sacks of shit. Yeah, I and I agree. They're lying sacks of shit and all that. But I was thinking how we, we bitched about this, but really we're like in the minority. I mean, we 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 missed these album packagings from before. There were CDs, and then the CDs, and we bitch about this. But today, the kids today know nothing about no. any packaging. No, no, because they're just buying iTunes and stuff. So in a way, MC was using perfectly good, efficient, and effective business sense. To not do to do it the way we hate, right. because they were right. They were maybe even ahead of their time, because nobody no. gives a shit. We no, do. People are just used to cheap ass no, behavior. I, but I, ironically, but it, they won. But they ironically, won. Disney when Disney releases their albums, they do liner notes now. Oh, like on oh, yeah. iTunes, you, you, you get pay the digital. Yeah. No, you get the digital booklet. Oh yeah, you, you buy an it. album. No, you, you're right. I'm buying all that. They have a lot of that nobody gives a shit. You know? I'm just saying, no, I don't think anybody gives a shit. We do. And, and then I print it for my you know, daughter or whatever who likes it because then she learns the words. I mean, so I'm trying to pass on, you know. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm trying to do the same thing. Because you get the, the whole album. You're right. The kids have learned to not, like, not expect Well, they don't even, half the time they don't even pay attention to the lyrics. That's the problem. I mean, you listen to music today. It's, you know, you don't have to be a rock scientist to figure out the lyrics, you know. Oh, God, you don't even want to know. <laughs> you okay? No, Scott keeps talking. <laughs> <laughs> he pissed them off. Yeah. <laughs> they used to have a Grammy for best album packaging. They still yeah. do. God, do they still they do? do but that's definitely not. Best used to be PDF. on the TV show. <laughs> best <laughs> album PDF. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it used to be on the it's TV based show. Based on the title, because that's all you see. It's like on iTunes. Yeah, best. Well, they keep looking, and Jimmy is the same way though. Jimmy keeps looking for cheaper, cheaper ways to do his photos. Yeah. I mean, all his shit's photoshopped uh, yeah. now. 
Well, I, I don't know because he still does some good gatefolds in his CDs. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, he always liked that from the beginning, and and that was the era too. Well, even he even like Last Mango, each song had a little uh, little. Uh, yeah, he still does like lyrics and little sometimes little blurbs before the. Yeah, song. that's that's what I meant. Each yeah. song, each song has a little description, a little. Yeah, but he doesn't spend a, a lot of time on the There's cover. There's a word I'm looking for. Think of it. But he's given an effort. There's some extra effort that he's and he's always given a little bit extra effort. Yeah, there's there's some cheapness and stuff into it. But it's Not also a like it's, there's a cheese factor, but uh, he still he still puts a little bit extra into it. Yeah. You're right. Speaking of Last Mango, I guess what they have here is that this is the last album Steve Goodman was alive. They dedicated this album to him. Or maybe oh, he just died right before he just died. Just before it came out. He did die. Didn't he die in '84 or something? 85? I bet you he just just died. Yeah, I bet you so too. I bet you this is how I found out he died. Like I didn't find out the news or anything. Yeah, well, that was without the internet. Sure <laughs> how did we know? How did we find out anything? We found. Yeah, Turn it up, uh, Greg's uh, review. So. Oh, I, I got it here. I sent it to you. I, 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 I thought that was a side yeah, Thanks. I can leave then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. This is spot me. I'm a little short. We'll see. Time is all you got in front of you. Some of them is even shorter than that. Oh, right I am? I'm going to get back. I got you. Short spot. Should we do a shot at tequila? Oh, you're just hanging around. We haven't. Yeah, Mike's short. The other day that I was cleaning dinner cook for Joe. I was wearing nothing but an apron. Okay. This is like a devil of Mike and another devil of Mike. Hey, Joe, how about a shot at the kitty? Uh, wait, wait. Saucy. Other devil? Saucy? Uh, yeah, we might as well do a shot. Oh, God. What? It's going to be good stuff. They want the drone. 1,800. 1,800. Schmoe said shots. They want the drone. No Patron. No, they have Patron. 1,800. Just 1,800. 1,800. Do you want to shake it on the lime juice or just tequila? 1-800-0-0? Yes. Okay. Isn't that that song, Jenny Jenny? One eight zero zero. Just straight up with a slice of lime. Eight six seven five slice of lime. I wonder if somebody's number is really that. Yes. Yes, it was. And the person <laughs> well, like and went every, nuts. Time so. every time zone. <laughs> every time zone. <laughs> Maybe every time zone too. <laughs> and every area every area code, code as well. <laughs> Good thing that was recorded. Pretty much. When I say time zone, I mean area code. We all know Joe and Lynch. Really Joe Lynch. It's like, I'm from the, the hood. I'm from the Eastern Time Zone. <laughs> and the 313. <laughs> He's Schmo from the county. I'm from Daylight Eastern. Saving Stuff. Okay. Oh, how many? Time. Who wants tequila? Everybody Two. does. Three. Three 1,800s. <laughs> What is What's three on? times 1,800? There's the real test. <laughs> Don't make my brain hurt. 3,000. 4,600. 5,400 of tequila. Is it? 5,400. 5,400. Stop it. So for the love of God, thing. can we at least get to the first mm-hmm. track? It's a good thing <laughs> Devil Mike had to suggest that to Joe because he was all over it in a second. You see him? No. Uh, he almost tackled The first track out. is Everybody's on the Run. By the way, we're talking about last night on Bears. For those of you who forgot. Yeah. And believe me, I almost <laughs> it's been so long. I really enjoy this song. Good, easy to listen to. I first thing I thought when I heard it is like, it, this one's dated. It sounds well, dated. It sounds, it's along the same lines as everybody's on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm so familiar with everybody's on the run that I don't even remember what everybody's on the phone sounds like. <laughs> this song is completely superseded every everybody's on the phone. I seriously I thought the song was kinda dated, I enjoy the song. But uh, I have a personal liking for it because I have been to London and have been to France shortly after this song came out. And I have I have tasted oysters and I used to know how to dance back when my ankles could support my weight. But did you learn to love oysters? No, I never learned to love oysters. I learned to tolerate oysters. Any food that you have to place it on your tongue in a certain spot is not a real food. Well, I gotta agree with you there. Um, I just said not a favorite. It sounds like a drum machine was used in there. Yeah, I thought I thought the song sounded dated and like, oh man, this isn't as gonna be as fun as I thought. To be honest, I was concerned. Yeah, it did. It did I, I don't mind this, right the, the writing of the song. I just thought it was easy to listen to. Yeah, it's an okay song. I had no reason to turn it off. I just like, Greg, no opinions? I, put, was, I, I just wrote my little thing here. I wasn't planning to be here. <laughs> I give it four mangoes out of five. I like it. Yeah, Greg has a rating, uh, oh, I didn't rating see, scale. I didn't see you didn't see it? Oh, I, I it left too early. So these days, everybody's still on the run, yet we have more things chasing us. Good song to start intro into Frank and Lola. Oh. He segues right to Frank and Lola. Yeah. <laughs> Next song is Frank and Lola, which Steve Goodman co-wrote. So, I gave five mangoes. This is good. This is a good song. Fun, Men. fun song, I said. It gets stuck in your head. It's a good old Buffy song. And then all of a sudden, it did. listener Ed would love this song because Fingers is all over it. Yeah, yes, that's speaking my of, Speaking of Steve Goodman collaborating on this, is this the song that Buffett played on Steve Goodman's hospital bed? I remember reading about Jimmy visiting Steve Goodman in the hospital and playing a song, and I think it was Frank and Lola. So I don't know if he actually contributed actual you know, song lyrics and music to it, or if it was just like a like a, an honorary or friendly gesture to Steve or Goodman. To if Goodman it. said anything at all, yeah, like, Buffett says, okay, you co-wrote it with me. Which is, I, I think, something I swear, Goodman did. Huh. I Speaking that of that, I finally got that biography. I finally ordered it from Amazon. I have it. Yeah. It's freaking gigantic. Yeah. I didn't know it was 700 pages long. <laughs> it's as big as the Lincoln biography I got. So that means Steve Goodman and Lincoln are equals. <laughs> wow. I did that. I had the Bob Marley biography like that. Like, I ordered it, like, on a website, and it was a thousand pages. <laughs> well, he's even better than Lincoln. <laughs> hey, biography well, would only be about three paragraphs. There was two things with the song. One was I noticed I liked Fingers contributions, and also, all of a sudden, it didn't sound as dated as the first song. All of a sudden, this could have been on a current album to me. Yeah. So yeah. then I was, then I'm saying, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun again. I hadn't Plus, we've heard so. this quite often. He, he's, he likes it. He's played it yeah. in concert a number of times. And uh, isn't it supposed to be he is Frank? Yeah, I like what you... I, I didn't even pick up on the fact that this is like a sequel to Who's the Blonde Stranger, Frank and Lola, yeah. the characters of Frank and Lola coming back again. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even pick that. up on that. I remember picking up on it when it came out. I said, yeah, it's like a little story going on. Who's the blind stranger? Those are his favorite characters, I guess. The continuing adventures of Frank and Lola. <laughs> but, I don't know. I there, I don't have anything against the song, but I still 
it's not one of my favorites, so I don't know. It's a fun song. But I do, even even though I'm not a big fan of this song, I do like the, the jokes about body heat and, uh, and the, fat man, the fat man on the dock. That's kind of... Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Track three. Track three, Perfect Partner, written solely by Marshall Chapman, who he no. was hanging with for a couple albums. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there was, there's there was always rumors of something. something between. <laughs> you know, I forgot all about this song before I just put it on this time, was preparing for this. And it's a good song. I always like this song. I like it. I like Timothy Beachman's backgrounds he brought. It's was he singing on this, you think? I, I think, think she background. was singing back. But she was singing on this. I, I like the guitar the song more now than, than way back when, because, again, it was country. Scott was onto that. It was very, very countryish, and I wasn't into that back then. But I like it a lot. And listen to it again now. It's really a cool song. No, I, I like the guitar song. on this song. Yeah, I was very impressed. It's a little riff. In fact, I listened to it quite a number of times. It's good. Track four is Please Bypass This Heart. Kind of like Weird Al Yankovic meets country here. Yeah. I put it's okay a novelty song. song. I understand what the song title means, but I guess I never really got it deep into what the lyrics of it. Something's there, maybe. I don't know. I think that's pretty. Song. I don't think no, it's deep at all. I don't think it's, it's deep at it's, all. It's, a cool, it's, it's, it's just a play on it's words. A it's, song. it's like it's, it's a country song. He's trying to play. For those of you that are listening, because we're Roger Klein fans, it just reminds me of "My Heart Is a UFO." I mean, it just it's yeah, it's a dumb song. He just threw it yeah. together. You know, it's yeah, it's it's, it's but it's listenable. It's listenable. It's nothing that you have to skip. But you know what? Back then, I thought it was dumb. I didn't like it at all. I used to skip. It was a well, it doesn't. Yeah, but it no, doesn't help that, that like Jimmy kind of mocks it halfway through when he does the the roller skating yes, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. roller skating, which I like. All yeah, I like. Now we're so old. <laughs> yeah, um, the kids now do they know a roller? Skate? We should. St- at, at this time, I like to say that this is during the period where he was writing with Will Jennings a lot, Riddles and Sam, and this, and I don't know if it went forward. The Oscar-winning uh, Titanic. Yeah, theme song. But I like this song now. I didn't care for it. It's okay. But it it could. Now I believe it's side one (laughs) of the vinyl ends with Gypsies and the Pals, where Glenn Fry added his. uh, Uh, That's right. Yeah, that's right. Where is he from? Well, around here somewhere. Detroit area. But uh, who didn't try to recite the opening (laughs) in the same voice? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Everybody try to do that voice? Was it after Hawaii? I was always amused by by the southern and British accent combined. (laughs) Who's doing that? It was Vince Malaman. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the drummer at the time, right? Because he ends up doing the keyboard. And he was in Run CNW. I mean, once again, it sounds like Sebastian Cabot. This, this wasn't with one of my favorite Mantis. songs, but obviously, the first time that he was at the Palace and he played this song, it was cool. Yeah, I it mean, was that, great. That yeah. was that was so. This that song, was, uh, Zachary Richard was with him, right? Yep. Yeah. And as my good friend Zachary Richard says, as, yeah, from Feeding Friends, that was yeah. that tour. I really yeah. like the song, but it always kind of it didn't quite get to where it should be. Yeah. But I really like the Feeding Frenzy version. I think that song, that version is better than the than the album cut. And it, it, the one thing that really bugs me about Last Mango is that it just seems kind of thin. It doesn't seem like it's fully orchestrated like it should be. It's just like 
like a four-piece band or five-piece band, and it seems like it really needed more in there. And I think Gypsies in the Palace is another example of that, where it seems like it's like a country song, a rock song, and when they finally turned it into a Zydeco song with Zachary Richard, that's when it finally clicked, and it's like, okay, I get it now. This is what it's supposed to sound like. It's funny, because what you said is what I feel a lot about Glenn Fry's solo stuff. Like, it could have been so much better in right around this time. Well, I don't know. The, the other songs are all pretty no, complex. It's not... No, I, no, actually, they're only... The only song I can... There's only one song on this album that I think really sounds good, and we're getting to it soon. But every other song, spoil. it's like they really needed more to it. More, I don't know, more guitar, more... I don't know, like a better recording of it or something. Everything sounds thin to me on this album. And the funny thing is, I, I mentioned this is this seemed to be like the era of the really good Coral Reaper band. Hmm. So we're, we're gonna have to arm wrestle. See, I don't know. I didn't get that. I, th I thought it was a little. It's a little too, too much. I thought they were doing too much and too overproduced. Oh, I see. I'm right there with Mike. Like what is like everybody on the run? It seems like everything's in the background. Yeah, like it, like. Like, they tried to play with it too much. But you got keyboards, because Udley produced this, too, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of keyboards, and the keyboards are Sorry. very prominent. And they, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff going around in the other songs. I can see what you're saying on, on, on Gypsies. I think your, your point is well there. Hey. Can I can I get She's so crazy. I need to get her back so fired up to get back to work. <laughs> I know. All right, then side two begins with Desperation Samba and Hated hey, uh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't like it. I, I really? like it. I think Scott's uh, in the minority, and I was thinking yeah, that yeah, last yeah, week when I he like said it. So. He singled really like this song out as the one he didn't love. Really? really? No, I like this song. Greg's yeah. only comment says, I love this song. Yeah, I, just <laughs> I thought it was four mangoes. Scott's five, five. Five mangoes. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> That's a lot of mango. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's based solely upon last week's comment by Scott. <laughs> I, know. I really yeah, like this Suddenly song. this song is his favorite song ever. <laughs> I really do like this song. I do. I liked it from the beginning. And then my daughter likes it because it's, it's Indiana Jones. I don't Jones know that I've ever, unless I've been forced and didn't have a remote or a skip or a fast forward option, that is the only time I've... Listen to that well, song. You should listen through. to it. Listen to the guitar. It's got this is great not the song I would skip yeah, at all on this album. Guitar work is awesome. The the percussion or whatever. And the whole thing, there. the whole whip crack thing, with yeah. all of us at the same time. Oh well, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Back then was like your whip. Your whip. Exactly. Your whip. <laughs> Had nothing to do and with. I couldn't believe there was actually a whip crack in the song. <laughs> it was perfect for him. Yeah. When I made <laughs> tapes, walking around, I made <laughs> I made uh, I made mixtapes for your guys's uh, wedding receptions, and they would always have this song in yeah. them because of the whip cracks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal. You know, you just talk to a girl. For the first time ever, how do we go? <laughs> and that was before the song came out. So then, now yeah, the song's got a whip crack in uh, it, so he's all over. And then, real quick too, is Kate loves this because it's Indiana Jones is doing the whip crack. My daughter, and then she just found out like last week. It was so cool to see her little mind get around it. She just found out that the same guy who plays Indiana Jones is also. Han Solo in Star Wars. <laughs> she didn't realize I'll that. Just you can just see it all, like, all yep. the wheels click like, yep. what? 
Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> I was sitting. I was sitting right next to him when my son figured that out because like the, the Temple of Doom was on like on TV or something. Where he's like. Indiana Jones is Han Solo. Yeah. And a couple okay, years geez. from now, he's Jack Ryan. Yeah. For a couple movies. Yeah. And then she that's where some, I come in. Yeah. She saw some old Indiana Jones a little bit, but we went and saw the latest one, so he's a lot older. And she just didn't realize that was, I mean, it was just all, oh, yeah, he got older, uh-huh. real old, like dead. Uh-huh. And then the whole tie-in with Harrison Ford getting his uh, earring because of Ed Bradley and Jimmy Buffett. Yep. Yeah, and the right. souls of the damned from Halloween in Tijuana <laughs> after chiming in. Okay, skip this song. We're it's over. The, no, no way! This, this is, is the one best, best song ever. We already talked about it. No, it we did not. Song. We have to convince you that it's a great song. You must listen to it again. Listen to the guitar. I really like it. I think it's. Yeah, I, promise us you'll listen to it again and give us your review. Just I really like it. I, still I told you, it's, uh, this last mango's in my rotation this week. I've. Skip so, I mean, give it to, great. next week Scott's homework is to tell us if he has changed his mind or still feels the same. Okay. I think it's a great postcard. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great little travelogue of yeah, Halloween no and Tijuana. Yeah, listen to and the, the story, too. He paints the good story. And the fact that if the phone doesn't ring, it's me, which I believe was at least one of or the only single from this album. I think that's. In I want to say 10. it's a single because it was like. See, I didn't he was care pushing. for it. When it first no, came it goes on. at three twenty-five. It says here three minutes and twenty-five seconds. Yeah. I swear to God, it goes on too yeah. long. It's the same thing. It's just repetitive. That's why, and it's definitely country-ish. Yeah. But I was starting to get the '80s was chasing me into country about this time. Right. I remember when it first came out. I did not care for it. This was a skip for me. But I appreciate it these days. I like it. Instant like. Yep. Really? No. It is. I another, appreciate it now. I'm into it now. It is another Hurricane reference song. Yeah, yeah that's right. Time. Greg picked that up too. It's a Hurricane song. Up to four or five now, I said. <laughs> Greg got us Cur- on that. And this is the song four. I was referring to before that I thought yeah, yeah, does yeah, not need to be re recorded. This song, I think, sounds great on the original album. It can stand on its own. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy listening to it now again. Yeah, it just—it's a It's not the strongest song in the album, I thought. It just—it's funny how this is the single or whatever. This this song title has made it on. You know, they have those lists of goofy yeah. country song mm-hmm. titles. This is in there. Yeah, like it every is. one. But some, isn't it usually attributed to someone else? Yes. And it's usually not right. It's not. If mm-hmm. the phone doesn't ring, it's me. It's like. If the phone isn't ringing, it will be me or something. Yeah, you know, it's always a little off, and I just get so pissed. So I'm like, what are these? All these others are wrong too, yeah. you know? And really, please bypass this heart. Should be on there too, <laughs> exactly. but mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, track eight, the title track, "Last Mango in Paris." Excellent tune. Excellent, excellent song. I give it five mangoes. In fact, <laughs> I went down to Captain Tony's. Because of this song, yeah. well, I Greg, read the words upon the wall. Greg needs to lead off the review since he was the first one to see the words on the That's wall. That's right. I was at Captain Tony's first. <laughs> <laughs> when when did you go see it in relation to the release of this album? Oh, jeez. I think it was kind of well, eighty-five. They were close. It was graduation from college. Can't be high school. It was high school. I mean, college. I mean. 
You're I was old, married. Right? It was. I was in elementary school, <laughs> which would have placed you. When did I stop using washcloths? In grad school. I was still using washcloths, so it was probably college. I'll let you keep going. I wasn't married. Was it like your senior year of school? College? Well, it was 86. It might have been just right after this. I think it was, because I remember you you saying that there were actually words on on the wall of the head, head, like right soon after we heard the words that I was just trying to get my the old man said, if I'm going to quote the song. Yes. You also let a business card in the left. bar area. All right. Yeah, you let a business card. <laughs> Stupid spell checker. Spell checker. It's lost. It my correctly spelled words card? stay. <laughs> I didn't have business cards back then, I don't oh. think. Well, it's a, there's nothing else to say about the song, right? It's just an awesome no, song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's, it's, this yeah. is like the great song, song on this record right here. Great song. And then nine. I still want to know, were the words there before the song or after the song? I say after. It's got to be after because it's so perfect. And it's right there. But then Jimmy gets all his best lyrics from the graffiti. <laughs> and bumper stickers and t-shirts. If I remember right, I thought he signed the bottom of it. Didn't he? Wasn't it like Jimmy Buffett signed on the bottom? Yeah, that's now, true. Maybe Jimmy wrote it on top. Track nine. That was fun. I gave this four mangoes. I said it's a fun, upbeat song. What's the song? And the song is Jolly Mon Mon. Pure Buffett right here. Pure Buffett. It even inspired a, I think. Yeah. It inspired the children's Oh, yeah, yeah. The book came after. Yeah. It did come after, I don't think. With the audio tape with him reading the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And And a steel drum background. Followed shortly by Trouble Dolls. Yes. Yes. Which has not seen a song. But you listen to this this song, and is there any other artist that could like do a song like this? Anything any close to this? Oh, Michael, great. this is right along this the line. Prophet song. Sure. Song four, late petite song. Yeah, thanks. This is a pure Buffett song. The hell yes. close to this. And it, again, it's not as dated as like everybody was on the run. I was really scared listening to one of my favorite albums and being afraid it would turn into like off to see the lizard. No, this is pretty straightforward. No, this is just a great and it's song. A great, this is a great story song. Yep. yep. My brother was four years old. And, and that was his first... Co- my parents took him to that concert. We're so freaking old. <laughs> my parents took him to that concert. And I'll never forget, like, his eyes, just like that was his song. I remember when he played Jolly Man at the Palace. Like, his eyes lit up. And I said, that's pretty cool. That was like one of those things. That I thought was pretty cool. It, 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 Looking it back, that's why I have to get my daughter to the show. <laughs> I know. I, mean, <laughs> I knew you had was coming. I didn't want to say anything. Uh, you gotta get your daughter. Well, save your money <laughs> next time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, money. I don't. Yeah. I, I now I'm stuck. Do I? I have to like not take her uh-huh. the next time. Do I have to keep taking? Yeah, her? You gotta break the news to her. You're not gonna take. Uh-huh. I know. Set it up ahead of time. Uh-huh. Comes right down to it. Yeah, what is expecting to go? I'll avoid the whole thing and just take her. I'll just keep taking her for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Eventually, she'll start taking me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's Walking pushing in. you and changing your diet. Yeah, your chair. Exactly. <laughs> the tide is turned. Did you spill ginger ale? No. <laughs> All right, number ten. Beyond the end. Number ten is quick for me. I love. This song. Yeah, you know what? I've always, I love this song five seconds into the first time I heard it. No, I did not. I did not love it back then. I always, I didn't like always it first. Loved I grew into it. But I grew it's into always it. been in my head. Once in a while, the song would just pop out and I don't even, it's not in rotation. 
but I never forget the melody of the song. But it's one of those songs that even though you like it, and now I do, I really have an appreciation for this song. Even though you do, you have to be in the right mood to hear it. Yes. Right? Yep. I mean, you can't just like listen to most other Buffett stuff and then have this pop up and you want to hear it. The tricky this, thing is... This is something you have to be in the mood for. Maybe. I agree with that. But the thing is, yeah. if you're in the mood, it's just awesome. And I'll say this, it's not a typical Buffett song. No, no it's not. It's, it's not. a Roy Orbison like song. No. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like yeah, it sounds like a Roy Orbison song. Because and Buffett's guesting on his CD. Yeah. You know, and it's got Jonathan Edwards singing, right? Is it Jonathan Edwards? It's Roy Orbison. No, no, two of them. Yeah. yeah Jonathan and Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards, yeah. He's the but first you know, guy that changed. You know, um, Utley produced, like... Uh, one of Orbison's records at this time, like right around that time. Yeah. So there's that whole connection. And I'm wondering when Jonathan Edwards comes out of nowhere. Well, I didn't even realize he was involved, but, but <laughs> I'm thinking he keeps popping up on the arc, and I want to go see him because he had the, he has that one awesome song, Sunshine. Yeah, but he's not very popular since he cheated on his wife that had cancer. Who's that, Jonathan Edwards? Or? <laughs> now I don't really want John him. Edwards. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Work with me. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> a political joke. <laughs> it is listed as John Edwards in here, but it's Jonathan from huh. that all I know. And like I said, he's at the Ark every six months or so. But this, when I listened to this record for this homework, two songs jumped out at me that didn't before. Perfect Partner and this song. And this song's I always I, been I think I head. underappreciated them before, and they're two effing great songs. I just, I still don't. Beyond the end is one of those, yes, you got to be in the right mood for it. Yep. The end just goes on. It's a very long It goes beyond the Yes, but it goes beyond the end. But it's supposed to. if you're in the right yes. mood. But you got to be in the right yes. mood. That's what I you love need. this song. I love this song. It's perfect. I, I guess I just it. never clicked into the right mood. So what song was it that the... I have other people getting into the... That he goes into... That's why we want. What's, well, that. What's the song? You can dance. Yeah, that's the. Uh, Save the last dance for me. Well, yeah, but it's on not the song. It's on Hot Water. Yeah. No, it's on this album that he clicks into it at the very end. No, Hot Water. It's that. Like it's mm -hmm. it's Prince of Tides, right? Yeah. Prince of Tides. He goes yeah, into Save the Last Tides. Dance for Me it's and La Vida Sun. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's on here. No. He clicks into it. Yes, yes, I understand. That's why, yes. Yes, I understand. You it's on the dance. Uh, we wander but and follow the But that's hot water, and that's, uh... Yeah, we can dance. Yep. Every day. Nope, I understand. I got that I one. I want some holes to tiny. But yeah, but that's on the end of, uh, Prince of Tides. Yeah. Okay. The sun, red and enormous, begin to sink into the western sky. Simultaneously, the moon began to rise on the other side of the river with its own glorious shade of red. Coming up uh, out of the oh, trees like a rusted firebird. My it's father watched son, it. That's Prince of Tides. No, he right? goes into no. it. It's Prince of Tides where he brings, he brings back La Vida Down yeah. at the end after oh, singing Save yes. the Last Dance for Me. Beach music, beach music plays. Beach music, beach music just plays on. After he says that, it's why we wonder. Because La Vida Sant is on floor days, right? Right. You are correct, amigo Schmo. I was busy picking songs on the Rockola. <laughs> we wow, just talked we about Beyond the End. So you have to take pay? us Beyond the End. No, I didn't. I, no, Jen was asking me for song listings. Oh, you bastard. But I told her. Sneak it up the bathroom. Yeah, but I, I finished the album. I'm just going to go take us Beyond the End. Yeah, you got Beyond the End, your beyond thoughts. Oh, my thoughts? I agree with Greg. <laughs> no, I saw Greg's review. Oh, I see. No, I, I, I just was wondering. 
How do you agree with me? Seriously, well, I thought Frank, he was screwing around. Craig emailed us his DOC file. I wasn't sure if I was. And I agree it. with it. It's it's a. What was uh, yours? I didn't. I didn't catch your review. I based um, it at the very last song. Oh, one mango! Wow. You yeah, well, I don't know about the one mango thing, but he always skips this song, doesn't care for the long, drawn-out ending with all guest voices, even if it's Roy Orbison. And I agree with that. I mean, yes, it's Roy Orbison. Yes, he has this distinctive, haunting voice. Yes, I kind of appreciate the fact it's a melancholy song about looking at death. And, you know, in my melancholy moods, this song might fit the bill. See, there we go. It's a mood thing. We already discussed the mood thing. Well, well speaking of guys, I was busy pissing. I'm just going home. But... But on the whole, I don't really care for the song. See? Okay. So I guess apparently oh, see, you I, have to be in the mood to listen to it. You do have to be in the mood, but I appreciate it. Are you peeing or leaving? I'm peeing. I'm He's probably. leaving. Cool. Well, at least we got more than, uh, than a voicemail message from you. Yes, that was fun. Doesn't, you know, I think I missed it there. Doesn't he go into Bobby Down Sound just a little bit? No. In one of these songs? What, what song does he hit? That's just, Riddles in the Sand. Which he he ticks just a little bit of a. No 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 no. What am I saying? That's that's last mango. That's last, last mango. mango. Yeah, I'm I'm completely thrown off. Levinon San is on riddles. I, I I got it. I got to play for these bozos. That's really? last mango. Did they say no? Yeah, they said no 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 no. That's Prince of Tides. Yes, I know it's a Prince of Tides. Too. No, Prince of Tides is. Uh, to, um, save the last dance for me. Did they really say that? Yeah. Either they're stupid or they're just drunk. I gotta, I gotta... I think they're drunk because they should I know that. They are. Might here, I can bring it up on my phone. You don't have a copy of the song? Well, I got it in here. It's just, it's not coming up. It's getting all messed up here. Oh, on Lance Mango? Yeah, it's on Lance Mango. Here it comes. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, wow. So Greg's right. Yeah. Wow. The beach music is... Uh, I was just telling them that you guys either had to be drunk or completely wrong. Keep this on the We're tape, please. Wrong. <laughs> How did you not get that? Well, Scott just left. He's I actually, thought it was from Hot Water. He's at, no, that's Save the Last Dance for Me. my keys over there? Scott's, Scott's wrong, too. Yeah, you guys are wrong. That's not the end of Last Mango. <laughs> I had to really Greg pee. Was right. I had to really pee. I was yeah, right. That was... Uh, I had to pee and well, I can't believe we just didn't all just know the song. You were full of pee, is that what you're saying? That's it, and I just had a 1,800. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured they were going to call it that from you now guys on. You guys are drunk. <laughs> I did want to mention that that... From this point forward, it shall be known as 1,800. 800. Like Pennsylvania 65,000. <laughs> Don't ever call it anything else. So I got that... Yeah, I got that email. And she did at one point. She's like, "So who sings that uh, the theme song? Is that Scott from your podcast?" <laughs> I went, I went like, ah! I picked myself off the floor. And said, no, that's... I read that for days. <laughs> I got leaving it. Well, obviously, she's an intelligent woman who knows a good voice when she hears it. That's good. Well, hit it, Scott. Yeah. yeah, come on, go for it. Come on, let's go, let's go. Let's and the thing is, like, no, no. I think she didn't Mike actually wrote it. She, they didn't get that. Yeah, they just ignore So that's Scott on that song, doing that song. Like, it's his song. Yeah, and I wrote it. <laughs> Why would they? I, don't know. I get this vision of Bugs Bunny all of a sudden singing, singing with that different voice, that, you know, strumming the guitar. 
Should I be insulted? What the fuck am I? No, no, no. Do I look like Greg? I'm just picking a show at random. I think I said, Daddy, you don't know how funny that was. <laughs> They're going to love this. Episode 64, Inside. There you go. Oh, no, I would Sing do that along, too. come on, let's go. I would do that too. A gift to our listeners. Huh? I gotta it's send her Jim. I'll just send her Jim's MySpace for a song. I don't know the words. I figure if I see her, I'll just burn a CD with Jim's stuff. She likes When you live on the North Coast, <laughs> my audience has requested me to sing. Yes. Go, go. <laughs> The North Coast. <laughs> the North Coast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>